This is Big F for Joe, and you're listening to the Memphis Continental Wrestling Podcast. Without Memphis, there'd be no hardcore, and obviously we all know where that leads. Live your best life, die your best death. This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. You know, I've been in this industry for a long, long time. And you know, I got my start right there in Memphis, Tennessee. So what better person than to give a little intro to the only podcast in the UK that specifically talks about Memphis wrestling. That's right. We're talking about Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. Folks, sit back, grab you a cup of hot tea. Hope you enjoy it. Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. Got a doggone good-looking show lined up. This is the future, baby, and Jimmy Hart's here. You're not in the same caliber as I am. Who's the greatest wrestler in the world and why am I? You're acting like a hula now. Come on, quit it! Hello again, friends and wrestling fans, and welcome to the studios of the Old Bakery as we get ready to give you another exciting week here at the UK's number one and only Memphis wrestling-related podcast. We are the Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. I am, as always, your host, Mr. Luke Jennings, here welcoming you to a big weekend in our podcast series and a big weekend in wrestling. And uh, yeah, just a, it's the uh, an all-round big weekend. Anyway, really. Um, this is the first of three shows coming to you this week. End today. We've got the uh, Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. Tomorrow we've got the Sunday afternoon project where we are covering WrestleMania three. Then on Monday we are bringing you the Monday Night Project episode. Th- 739 covering the 7th of March 1994. It's also a big weekend here in the UK. One, it's bank holiday weekend, which means it's the last bank holiday before Christmas. Uh, do you, America? I don't know if our American friends have anything. No, you do. You have like, um, we call it Remembrance Sunday in November. I think you call it, not President's Day, what do you call it? November the 11th anyway, but it's not bank holiday for us. But this is our last major bank holiday in the UK. It's traditional for everyone to go, uh, they have the, it's traditional for most people to have a Monday off. So it's a long weekend. Um, you go out, you eat, drink and be merry and all that kind of stuff. You get pissed as the last big sort of summer blowout before the uh, the the autumn comes um but also this weekend uh in here in england tomorrow it's aew's all in in wembley stadium um i'm gonna be there personally uh personally i'm going for the atmosphere and the experience um i don't watch uh, aew on television i follow it on a week-to-week basis i know what's going on uh we've got uh as of press time we've got mjf versus adam cole we've got the young bucks versus ftr We've got uh, a four-way ladies' match for the AEW Women's title. We've got a tag team coffin match featuring Sting, which I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to seeing Sting. Obviously, he's uh, coming up to retirement soon, so this will be his last hurrah in England. But, yeah, that's happening tomorrow. Um, So it's going to be an attendance record. It's going to be Wembley Stadium. It's going to be an absolute epic day. So hopefully you'll be uh, watching on pay-per-view or you'll be watching uh, however you watch things of that ilk, be it... uh, be it uh, you know under the 
under the counter, if you know what I mean. But anywho, thank you for joining us this weekend. Please do not forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter X at MemphisCast and to hit the subscribe button here on our home, the place to be wrestling network, home of great shows such as Wrestling's Chicken Salad, NWA Saturday Special, PTBN's Main Event, The Nation Invasion, Highway to the Impact Zone, the Monday Night Project, and many, many other great shows brought to you on a near daily basis. You can follow the network at PTB and Wrestling. Also, please do not forget to follow our sister network, the North-South Connection, home of great shows such as New Gen on a Mission, Wrestling Warzone, A La Carte with Keithy, Extreme Freeway Dance, and many, many other great shows. Again, brought to you on a near daily basis. You can follow the network at NoSoPod Network. Also, don't forget to follow Friends of the Show, Book in the Territory, Our Vantage Point, um... Greetings from Island Town. Stick to wrestling with John McAdam. Um, what else is there? Uh, the WrestleCopia Network, home of um, the Wrestling Memory Grenade, um, Regional Wrestling. They also have a Monday Night Warfare show and also Acid Washed Memories with Joe and Quinn. Um, you can They're out each and every Monday and they cover great subjects such as um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, they're covering the Super Mario game series. They've recently covered episode... Uh, they covered the original Super Mario Brothers game. Now they've, they've covered recently Super Mario Brothers 2. They've also covered um, baseball. They've covered uh, the Wonder Years. Have they covered the Wonder Years? The Wonder Years. They've done, you name it, they've sort of covered it. Uh, not Spotify. Napster. Many other great shows. So that's Acid, Acid Washed Memories if you want a non-wrestling related podcast. While you're out and about Please visit whenitwascool.com for podcasts, articles, and much more on retro pop culture, comics, wrestling, movies, TV, toys, history, and more. And that bizarre, that bizarre noise you can hear is the dog. This week we are covering numerous weeks again. We're covering the 9th of July to the 23rd of July, 1983. Last week we covered the 11th of June to the 2nd of July, where we saw a legendary Loser Leaves Town match. Title changes, new faces, returning faces, as well as more awesomeness from the Memphis Territory. Before we head down to ringside, let's cover a uh, a little bit. So, on the 3rd of July, 1983, at the Omni in Atlanta, Georgia. Did we cover that? No, we didn't. Mr. Wrestling 2 defeats Larry Zabisco to win the NWA National Heavyweight title in front of 4,000 people. A big day. It's Independence Day, July the 4th. World Class Wrestling holds its Independence Day Star Wars show in the Fort Worth, Texas Convention Center. 12,000 people witness Michael Hayes defeating Ice, Iceman Parsons in a Lights Out match. Bruiser Brody battling Kamala to a double disqualification. David Von Erich defeating Jimmy Garvin to win the held up World Class Texas title. The Von Erichs, Kevin, David, and Kerry defeating the World Class Six Man champions, the fabulous Freebirds, Terry Gordy, Michael Hayes and Buddy Roberts, to win the titles two falls to one. Here in Memphis in the Mid-South Coliseum, 8,774, witness Ken Timms defeating Ted Allen, Tommy Gilbert defeating the Galaxian, Duke Myers wrestled Dutch Mantel to a draw, Tom Pritchard and Chief Lone Eagle defeat the Giant Rebel and Little Tokyo, the Rock and Roll Express, Steve Regal, Mad Dog and Spike Huber defeat Mad Man Mountain Link, the Dream Machine, Porkchop Cash, and the Grapplers. Frankie Lane defeats Stagger Lee to win the Mid-America title. The Fabulous Ones and Austin Idol defeat the Moondogs and Bobby Eaton in a steel cage match. Jimmy Hart and Andy Kaufman defeated Jerry Lawler by disqualification. Jerry Lawler won a battle royal for a brand new Corvette. 
5th of July, Scott McGee and Mike Graham defeat Angela Moscow and Bobby Duncan to win the global tag team titles in Tampa, Florida. On the 6th of July, Miami Beach, Florida, at the convention centre, 5,676, witness Dusty Rhodes defeating Ox Baker by disqualification, the Purple Haze battling Blackjack Mulligan to a no contest, Barry Windham defeating Ron Bass, Mike Graham Brad Armstrong, Scott McGee defeated the late great Adrian Street, Bobby Duncan and Elijah Akeem. Charlie Cook battled Les Thornton to a draw. Penny Mitchell defeated Joyce Grable. Kevin Sullivan defeated Denny Brown. Adrian Street defeated Bob Russell. And then today, on the 9th, Boston Gardens, WF holds a show, 14,820 winners. Swede Hansen defeating Frank Williams. Tito Santana defeating Pete Doherty. Salvatore Bolomo battling Iron Mike Sharp to a draw. WF champion, sorry, WF Intercontinental champion Don Morocco battling Jimmy Snooker to a no contest. WF World Tag Team champions the World Samoans defeated Tony Guerrero and Mac Rivera. WF champion Bob Backlund battled George, sorry, defeated George Steele via countout. Rocky Johnson fought Big John Studd to a double disqualification. Ivan Putsky defeated Ivan Koloff via countout. And the Invaders defeat Bob Bradley and Mr. Fuji. Uh, the Invaders came to the WWF with a very solid push and the possibility of becoming WWF Tag Team Champions. For whatever reason, this never materialised and the team settled into the mid-cards. In the WWF and in the World Wrestling Council, the Invader was Jose Gonzalez, who infamously would kill Bruiser Brody in a locker room attack in 1988. The Invader number two in WWF was Johnny Rivero, yet in Puerto Rico, the Invader number two was Roberto Soto, and Johnny Rivero was the Invader number three. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's that bit for now. We'll cover a little bit more in a while, but without further ado, let's head down to ringside and see what we've got on the 9th of July, 1983 edition of Memphis Wrestling. This is episode 119 of the Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. Please enjoy. Good night, they're great. Right now, before we get into our next bout, which will be the grapplers going against the Rock and Roll Express, that'll be coming up in just a moment. I want to take this opportunity to welcome a couple of gentlemen to the show that uh, represent a whole group of folks that we're delighted to have some of them with us today. I'm talking about first Don Wilson. Don, uh, welcome to Championship Wrestling. Dave Brzezinski. Dave, thanks for coming in here. Uh, Don and Dave are representing the Wrestling Fans International Association 16th Annual Convention. It's being held in Memphis, Tennessee at the Ramada Inn on Mount Moriah. And boy, I'll tell you, I have run across wrestling fans all across the country, and I know one thing for a living fact. These are some of the greatest fans that I have ever met in my entire life. Uh, Don, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. As you know, our awards... Uh, banquet is on Monday, and the fabulous ones we understand can't be there Monday. So we wanted to make this presentation on behalf of the Wrestling Fans International Association to one of the greatest tag teams in the country, these Tag Team Championship Awards. This uh, represents the uh, Tag Team of the Year, is that right, Dave? That is right. We, uh, there's many fine teams all across the country, New York, L.A., but right now you have one of the hottest teams in the country right now, right in the hot bit of wrestling right here in Memphis, Tennessee. And that is our choice for the 1983 Tag Team of the Year, the Fabulous Ones. Uh, I want to express, and we didn't find out as a matter of fact, uh, Don and Dave, uh, until last night, the Fabulous Ones, Stan and Steve, were wrestling in Illinois. They send their regrets because they planned on being here today. But they're just sorry that they couldn't yeah. be here. 
Sorry to hear that. Hold on just one We're minute here. We'll just right. hold on one minute here. I heard you say something. I heard you said there's a many fine teams around the country, right? Well, there's only one great team, and you're looking at them right here. You mean to tell me that the fans around this country right here chose a fabulous one's the greatest team of the year? Right. Just because they can bleach their hair, just because they can come out here and get these people a hall of fame and camp for them, that don't make them great. That don't make them winners like us. You get a team out here spent weeks and months and years in the gym perfecting our holes and moves. Okay. You look at a team that's got nationwide exposure, went on ever at home all over this country. Not the fabulous ones. They got a name for you, people. We're the greatest team of the year of the world, they call you the Grupplers. And I want to tell you something. We're the ones that deserve these trophies right here. Get back out of my head. Hey, come on. Hey, come on. Hey, now, let's no excuse for that kind of stuff. If anybody can do anything about it, or want to take this trophy away from me, go ahead. Well, you're the only reason you do it, because the fabulous ones aren't here today. Gee, Dave, I am sorry. They accept my apologies from some ingrates like that that would come out and do. Don, uh, What can we say? What can you know, we say about people like that? I appreciate you coming on the show. I'm just sorry the turn it took here, and I hope you're okay, Dave. And uh, thank you very much for being... And listen, uh, if I can, uh, we want to extend an invitation to the wrestling fans to come by the Ramada, and I got to tell you, they have some great displays, do a lot of work on this and it's super and all the wrestling fans are invited to come by the Ramada Inn on uh, Mount Moriah out there. Right. Right? We'll see you Monday, right? Okay, Don and Dave, you all take care now. <laughs> all right, Don Wilson, Dave Brzezinski uh, from the Wrestling Fans International Association. What a marvelous way to receive guests in here. Grapplers grab the trophies. That's still, they're the fabulous ones, trophies in just... Another team that would have to be candidates for uh, Tag Team of the Year, too. After this next year, the Rock and Roll Express, here they come, bringing one of the trophies back with them that they, uh, well, they, they stole it right here. It's, uh, the they, they are, that trophy does not belong to the Grapplers. No, it belongs to the Fabulous Ones. The Grapplers grabbed them. Here they are in the ring. This is going to be a one-fall 15-minute time limit match. At a total weight of 420 pounds, the Rock and Roll Express, total of 415, the Grapplers, the Grapplers out of Texas, Rick Morton out of Nashville, Robert Gibson out of... Ladies and gentlemen, tag team action, the Rock and Roll Express versus the Grapplers. This would be a main event anywhere in the country. Ricky starting for his team. Red tights, uh, white and silver boots. Grappler number one starting for his team. Black tights, black boots, silver masks. Beautiful back body drop there from Ricky Morton out of the corner on grappler number one. I believe this is a Len Denton grappler. Oh, forearm to the gut, fall off the uh, Irish rip tag into the grappler number two. This should be Tony Anthony. Robert Gibson now in. Again, matching red tights, white boots. Grapplers wearing matching outfits as well. Crowd fully behind the rock and roll. Leapfrog by Robert. Drop kick by Gibson. And a side headlock, tagging Ricky. 
Once again, we've got uh, green tight, uh, green ropes, uh, blue uh, eight canvas. Oh, Joey Calhoun wearing his maroon top, and uh, they look olive, olive trousers there by Jerry. Double team action there by the grapplers. Grappler number one in. Oh, big clobber and forearm across the chest of Ricky Morton. Pummeling fists to the head. Still not quite a mullet there by Ricky, but it's growing. It's definitely growing. Irish whip by the grappler tags in his partner. Double back elbow. Ricky goes down. Anthony picks up Ricky. Slams him down with ease. Drops the elbow. Drops the elbow. Drop oh no. Third time wasn't the charm. Tags in. Grappler number one. Oh. Double team now on Ricky. Oh. Head first into that top turnbuckle, which isn't a turnbuckle, it's just a metal hook covered in tape. Oh. There is a um, there is an incarnation of Memphis Wrestling that happens currently on well, as I'm recording currently on YouTube, but they're going back. They're going to be back on WMC in um, Memphis. Um, it's, uh, it's it's pretty good wrestling. They have some big names. They have uh, sort of a, a big name each week coming, very similar to like what OVW used to be. But uh, that's happening. Just search Memphis Wrestling on um, Twitter. Dustin Starr is the host. The bits I've seen on it, it's quite an entertaining little uh, hour of wrestling. Robert got the tag. They double teamed the grapplers. The grapplers are now escaped. When you get some competition for the grapplers, the greatest team of the year, then bring them on down this rinky dink station you got, and we might show up. Yeah, well, it looked to me like you had all the. I've got the grapplers have had enough, and they are uh, taking their trophies that aren't theirs. And the grapplers have been counted out. The winners by count out. The Rock and Roll Express. While they're getting counted out, standing over here talking about getting them some competition. Baloney. Yeah, the time on it, uh, 2.51 when the 10 count fell. 2.51, Rock and Roll Express with a win. Rick and Robert taking it away as the grapplers decided to uh, pick up somebody else's trophy and walk out of here. We're going to be back. We've got more action coming up for you. Be to it in just a moment. It's coming out here for the first time live on our championship wrestling. Andy Kaufman is here for the first no, time. Shut live. up or I leave. Andy Kaufman. Shut up or I leave. Okay, let's hold it down. Well, I told them, Andy, that's what they respect you. Oh. I can't Look, do any more. I am from Hollywood. I don't have to come slumming. I'm doing a local, a local show. I only do network shows, okay? I don't do local shows. When I come out here, I'm giving the fans a taste of stardom from Hollywood, and I don't have to put up with this, okay? You better tell them to shut up or I'll leave. I'll walk right out of here. All right. Let's take a listen to what he's got to say. Shut up with you fans, you bunch of hicks. You bunch of Memphis hicks. Why don't, why don't you go back to the farm and play out the field? You bunch of hicks. I am fed up with them. I'm fed up with Lawler. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something, Lance. I am not. I am. I am fed up. I wrestle with Lawler 
four times this week, every time. He thinks he's getting rid of me. He thinks he's seen the last of me. He's not seen the last of me. I'll keep coming back. If it takes some days, weeks, months, years, I'll come back until I see him in the hospital. I will never give up. And I'm raising... I'm raising the bounty from $5,000 to $10,000. That's how strong I feel about this. $10,000 to any wrestler that can put Lawler in the hospital. I noticed, uh, speaking of hospitals, you're back in the brace again. You keep That's messing right. around with That's Lawler. Right. You're going to get That's more right. than just hurt. That's right. Well, it's not only Lawler I'm mad at. It's also that Jimmy Hart. Jimmy Hart talks me into doing this all this week. He says... He says, oh, nothing's going to happen, Andy. Nothing's going to happen. Monday night, he gets me in the ring with Lawler. Monday night, we get in the ring. He runs out of the ring. He's chicken. He leaves me there alone. Then this has to happen. Last night. That. He did do that. Two nights ago, he tells me to go Kentucky. He gets me in Kentucky, Indiana. Every night, he's saying, Andy, I have a plan. Every night, something goes wrong. Hart doesn't know what he's talking about. I like to take on Hart. I'll tell you something. I'm going to take on Hart, and I know I'm going to beat that guy. That's one guy I can beat. Because I've beaten women that are tougher than him. And if he was here right now, I'd beat him. I'd beat him right now if he was here. Uh, you, uh, you will have your opportunity. Come on. You talk me into this stuff. Right? Wait a minute. I'm never going to trust you again. I don't want to hear it. Let me tell you something, man. I've been listening to you run your mouth out here. Now, let me tell you what really happened. And you got the film to prove it. And the people over there know it. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Let me talk. Now listen to this. You came down here. You told me you had been working out in Hollywood, California. Right. So I came down. I got you in the ring. And I said, I have got the master plan to beat him. And you said, okay, I'll listen. We got in the ring with Lawler. I told you on the count of three, one, two, three, we would charge Jerry Lawler, yep. as the film tells it. Right. We get ready. I charge over at him. I said, Compton, you hit him low. I'll hit him high. I get over there. Lawler likes to break my jaw. I look back at him, and he's picking his nose, man. He's over there picking your nose. Then you run out of the ring and leave me there alone. And then he apologize me. I listen to you. That's what I get for listening to you. Wait a minute, wait a minute, listen just a little bit more if you don't mind, if you don't mind, Mr. Hollywood. So I said, we'll count to three again. Maybe he didn't hear me. I gave him the benefit of the doubt, right? Okay, I go one, two, three. I charge back again. Lawler likes to knock me in the middle of next week. I look back at Compton and he's looking at his watch over there. So the backwards heart, that's what happened to me. You run out of the ring, you count to three, you say, go at him. I go at him and he gets me in a pile driver, heart. Come on, Hart. You are crazy. You're such a chicken. You see it the way you want to see it, Paul. You see it the way you want to see it. Hey, hey. Now listen. Lance Russell getting in the middle of uh, Jimmy Hart and Andy Kaufman. <laughs> Holy moly. There's a shoving match. Here comes Eddie Marlin. Here comes uh, Dave Brown. <laughs> They're trying to separate these two. Andy's neck brace has come off. Eddie Marlin's <laughs> picking up Jimmy Hart as he's kicking away. Fans have uh, turned on Andy Kaufman. Now he's now a bit of a hero attacking Jimmy Hart. Andy Kaufman wants Jimmy in the ring. You slapped me in front of 355,000 people out here. Nobody slapped me in my hometown. Crowds come bananas, fucking actions personified here, ladies and gentlemen. It's happening. Eddie Marlin trying not to laugh. 
Lance Russell, <laughs> Lance and Dave holding back Andy Kaufman. You whip go back to Memphis with your Memphis hick. Hide your Memphis hick. Look, I'm from Hollywood. I don't have to take anything from that Memphis hick. Go back to the farm and plow the fields where you belong, Hart. You Memphis hick. Get your dad to say this. Crowd now booing him again. <laughs> and I will sue you. I will sue Hart. I will sue Lawler. I will sue everybody. I'll sue you all. tell you what right now let's take a look and you see what started all of this mess Hart giving a pep talk to Andy Kaufman we're now seeing footage of uh, Jimmy Hart and Andy Kaufman going up against Jerry Lawler from this past week in the Mid-South Coliseum Jerry now chasing Jimmy and Andy around the ring and then out of the ring Jimmy Hart wearing a nice uh, red and blue singlet Andy Kaufman wearing white, red and white, I'm uh, sorry, blue and white. Hart says on three, let's rush him. Hart went flying across Jimmy Hart uh, thought him and Andy were going to rush Jerry Lawler together, but Andy just stood there while Jimmy got uh, smashed in the face by Jerry. Jerry wearing a nice uh, red singlet. Red boots, all in red. Different tones of red. So they've, they've trapped Jerry in the corner. And Just waiting for one of these uh, one of these men to attack him, and they both note Andy keeps stopping, so Jimmy's uh, attacking him by by himself. Oh, big round by Jerry knocks down Jimmy. Here we go again. Nope, Jimmy stopped that time. Jimmy stopped, so Andy Kaufman's but now cornered. Andy Kaufman is in trouble. Jimmy Hart from behind. Jimmy Hart from behind. Now choking away on Jerry Lawler. Two on one here. Kaufman's just knocked down Lawler with the right hand, kicking him, stomping him. Jimmy's still choking him with something. Andy Kaufman now stomping away, kicking away. Both men stomping and kicking away on Jerry Lawler. Jerry's choking him. Jimmy Hart's now got his Jerry's arms. Andy Kaufman slaps him. And again. Andy Kaufman, oh, third time, knocks Jerry down. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Jerry's hulking up. Jimmy's telling Andy Kaufman to carry on and continue attacking him, but the strap is down, the strap is down. They're in trouble, they're in trouble, they're running off. Oh, Jimmy just threw Andy Kaufman into Lawler. Big round by Lawler. Jimmy's trying to escape over the top rope. Oh, Jerry catches him, knocks him down. Jerry Lawler doesn't know who 
who to beat on first. This is going to choose Andy Kaufman. Jerry Lawler picks him up. He's going for a pile driver. Calhoun says no, no, no. But Lawler says yes, yes, yes. Ring the bell. Disqualification. Lawler's going to go for another one on Jimmy Hart. And pile driver. Crowd going. Crowd are loving it. The bell is ringing. Kaufman and Jimmy Hart are both holding their necks full on pile drivers. Lawler now picks up both of them. He's going to try and pile, pile drive both of them. <laughs> oh, now Dream Machine and Pukchuk Gash are coming to the rescue. Now attacking Jerry Lawler two on one, but a bit more of a, uh, a manlier two on one here. Oh, Dream Machine with a second rope double uh, axe handle. Looks so like someone else is coming down by the sounds of the crowd going bananas. Oh. Austin Idol, Austin Idol here now saving Lawler. Austin Idol attacking the uh, the Bruce brothers. Jerry Lawler on his knees. Austin Idol making the save. The international superstar Austin Idol. A really interesting affair was when the Moondogs teamed up with Bobby Eaton in a mm -hmm. six-man cage match. And on the other side of the ring, it was a fabulous one, Stan and Steve, with Austin Idol as their partner. Now, I want you to please pay attention to the entire match right down to the end of it. I think you'll find this interesting viewing. Let's take a look. And Steve Kern. Now we are seeing six-man tag cage match. Paul Morton is our referee, Moondogs. And Bobby Eaton versus Austin Idol and the Fabulous Ones. Well, the cage is actually around the ring, so all six men are in the ring. I've seen highlights of cage matches before from Memphis, and the cage is on the floor. So similar to a Hell in a Cell, but obviously with a roof open. But this, this by the looks of it, this cage is around the ring, because the guys are getting smashed into the, uh, the wire. Ring pinfalls count by the looks of it as well. Fabulous ones are wearing uh, yellow tights, black boots. Austin Idol's wearing sort of turquoise and white boots. Probably eating token away on one of the. Oh, Stan. Because Steve is now coming for the save. And then rams Bobby into the uh, cage. Moondogs are now attacking. Fat. No. One, two. One of the Moondogs just hit Bobby Eaton. One of the Moondogs just hit Bobby Eaton by mistake. The fabulous ones get the pin. Bobby Eaton not happy with the Moondogs. Jimmy Hart not happy with the Moondogs. Bobby Eaton not happy that he got hit by that bone. Oh, shoving match now happening. Moondogs now shoving Bobby Eaton. Shoving Bobby Eaton again. What's Bobby Eaton going to do here? Oh, Moondogs are now attacking Bobby Eaton in the corner. Jimmy Hart's not really doing anything. He just sort of stood there. Bobby Eaton takes that bone again straight to the face. Oh, Moondogs, they just shoved Jimmy Hart. They just shoved Jimmy Hart. Crowd love that. And 
Oh, that bone again to the head of Bobby Eaton. Oh, again. Eaton down. Jimmy Hart can't control these moon dogs, not whatsoever. Oh, no, no. Jimmy Hart's just attacked Bobby Eaton. Bobby Eaton. Bob Jimmy Hart's just attacked Bobby Eaton. What the hell is going on here? Oh, big round by the moon dogs. Bobby down. Someone needs to come and save Bobby Eaton. Bobby Eaton has no friends. All his friends are in the family. And the family's now deserting him. They're just turning their backs on Bobby Eaton. Holy moly. Two on one still here. Vicious attack on Bobby Eaton. Poor Bobby. Oh, into the cage. Jimmy Hart now kicking the shit out of Bobby Eaton. Oh, someone's coming. Someone's coming. Stagger Lee. Beautiful drop kick off the top of the cage by Stagger Lee. Big right hand to Jimmy Hart. Stagger Lee now coming in to save his former partner, Bobby Eaton. Stagger Lee and Bobby Eaton have been feuding recently. Oh no, the Moondogs have got Stagger Lee hooked. I've got him hooked. They're going to hit him with that bone. No, Bobby Eaton saves him. Bobby Eaton saves him. Bobby Eaton breaks it. Big round by Eaton. Stagger Lee and Bobby Eaton standing tall over the Moondogs. Hart gets the door open. Moondogs scurry out the ring with their tails between their legs, if you will. Stagger Lee coming in to save Bobby Eaton. Holy moly. Bobby Eaton didn't have a friend. But an old ally came, an old adversary came along. Stagger Lee was the only one that came to help him out. Yeah, that was kind of a strange thing. I thought you'd be interested in seeing that. And here he comes, the head of the first family of professional wrestling. And I make no bones about it, Jimmy Hart. You turned your back on a guy who'd been with a family longer than anybody. Hey, when you drag your feet, you don't ride on the wagon. Now, you want to see a body? Can you wake up on the camera? Look at this body right here, Austin Idol. I want to talk about Austin Idol. He calls himself the universal heartthrob. Look at this body, baby. You're going to be facing the dream machine and pork chop cash. Come here, dream. Tell him, baby. Tell him, baby, you're nothing. be like, baby, look at these arms, Idol. 23 inches. You know Austin Idol's got 23-inch arms, baby. From here to here, Lola, you're just like Memphis. You're built on a bluff. You're nothing. All of you washed up. Hey, if you keep wearing that hat, Austin Idol, it might come back in style, baby. Hey, take a look at that, man. 32-inch waist, 23-inch arms. Hey, too hot to handle, baby. Hey, the man of Einstein, the body of Apollo, you are nothing, man. You're the universal heart attack. You understand what now, I'm now, saying? Now, you know what? Now, now you've been talking about beautiful Bobby Eaton. Well, from now on, you can call him Bobby Sue because that's what you are, little girl. Like I said, Porkchop always told me, anybody who drags their feet won't ride on the wagon. That's what you were doing. I groomed him. I brought Bobby in. He begged me every week. He begged me every week to let him be a superstar in wrestling, and I took you, and I made you into one, and now you're running around with cocoa wear. What are the ebony and ivory? Bobby, you're the male tillers of professional wrestling. I did everything but teach the boy how to talk. When he comes out here, he goes, you're nothing, baby. We don't want you in the family. We don't need you in the family, baby. We don't need anybody in the family, baby. Do we, pork chop? Do we, baby? Nobody. Nobody. Come on, Lee and Bobby Eaton come flying out of the curtain to attack the Bruce Brothers and Jimmy Hart. They've had enough. This is our day, huh? 
here talking, he's telling the people, and he's telling everybody, I'm dragging my feet. Jimmy Hart, you big mouth sissy. They would done nothing, daddy. You ain't never done nothing. All you ever done with me. I don't know what he said there, it's bleeped out. <laughs> but this is not the original air, and this is, I think, this is from a DVD cut, I think. But he uh, he said something. He thinks I fall hard for him to keep him. The member of the first family, he keeps thinking that I did a lot of things good for him. Jimmy Hart, I'm not going to show you now. I'm going to do the best I can now to get you back down and hold you down. Just like you turned your back on me when the guess who in the kitchen, he couldn't take it, Lance. He couldn't take it in the kitchen. So he turned to two big moon dogs, two big guys, but I got it to you. Sometimes it takes somebody a while to wake up. And when this man came to help me out, I woke up. Jimmy Hart, you're not gonna do what you did to me. No more, I guarantee you. When we get our hands on you, and I'm talking about Stagger Lee and myself, Jimmy Hart, you bring your moon dogs, bring your bones, bring your chairs, bring your cage, your chains, anything, because we're gonna stick them somewhere, baby. And these people out here know where I'm gonna stick them. Well, Stagger, I'll say this. As the tape showed, when nobody else would come in there, you were the one that came to save him. You know, I respect Bobby eating a whole lot because we, we travel up and down the road a lot. And I just, you know, I'm, I'm glad Bobby saw the light because it took him a long time. Jimmy Hart doesn't care about nobody but nobody. his own self. Nobody. He don't care nothing about his own stinking mama. Right. But you know what? He got pork, he got pork chop cat, dream machine. He got this big, dumb jerk in there calling himself Daddy O. Daddy -O. He, he's another one's going down. Daddy O, he don't care nothing about you. But that's okay, Jimmy Hart. Bobby Eaton, hey, he's on my side now, and we're coming at you. I'm telling you, you better be ready, and you better have those stinking moon dogs ready, because we're coming at you. Look out there. Let you see what they got in. Look, get a good shot, Jimmy Hart. Get a good shot, because every time of blood I bled last Monday night, I guarantee you when it's all over with, Jimmy Hart, you're going to be laying down, and blood's going to be coming out of the little... Boss, the best okay. two things you ever had. Beautiful Bobby and Stagger Lee. Uh interesting situation with the family and I think what is really interesting you look at the number of guys that when they find out the story about heart they get going we'll be back in a moment so ladies and gentlemen that is it for that episode a great uh, Bobby Eaton promo there Bobby Eaton's uh, not renowned for his talking but I, that was uh, that was a very good promo there by Bobby. So that was the 9th of July. So before we head to the 16th of July, let's just have a look and see what's been happening around the rest of the wrestling world. On the 10th of July, two, sorry, 20,703 fans turn out to the Toronto Exhibition Stadium up there in Toronto, Canada. And they are witnessing Nick DiCarlo at Billy Red Lions defeating The Executioner and Bill Armstrong. Kellen Kaninsky and Rene Goulet defeating Bob and Joe Marcus to retain the Mid-Atlantic Tag Team titles. Johnny Weaver and Mike Rotunda defeating Alec and Tim Gerard. The Fabulous Moolah defeated Princess Victoria to retain the Women's World Championship. Dick Slater defeated Nick DiCarlo. The Great Kabuki defeated Jimmy Valiant to retain the Mid-Atlantic TV title. Ricky Steamboat and Jay Youngblood defeated Jake Roberts and Dory Funk Jr. Angela Mosca defeated One Man Gang to retain the Canadian heavyweight title. NWA United States champion Greg Valentine battled Wahoo McDaniel to a double countout. Ric Flair defeated NWA World heavyweight champion Harley Race by disqualification. On the 11th, 
of July. AWA holds a show in Salt Lake City, Utah, 7,900. Witness David Schultz defeating Bookzumhoff. Greg Garney defeating Mr. Saito by disqualification. Jim Brunzel defeated Jerry Blackwell. Ken Patera defeated Mad Dog for Sean. And Rick Martell and Wahoo McDaniel defeat Bobby Heenan and Black Jack Alanza. Here in Memphis, 7,466. Witness Spike Huber drawing with Don Anderson. Sweet Daddy O defeated Tommy Gilbert. The Jaguar defeated Ken Timms. Tom Pritchard pinned a returning apocalypse. The Rock and Rock Express defeat Duke Myers and Man Mountain Link. Mid America champion Frankie Lane defeats Dutch Mantel. The Grapplers defeat the Fabulous Ones to win the Southern Tag Team titles. Porkchop Cash and Dream Machine defeat Jerry Lawler and Austin Idol. The Moondogs defeat Stagger Lee and Bobby Eaton via disqualification. Andy Kaufman defeats Jimmy Hart via disqualification in a Let's Out match. Also here on the 11th of July, WF holds a show in the Meadowlands, East Rutherford, New Jersey. 21,400 sell out the arena and watch Jeff Caney defeating Peter Hurty. Tito Santana defeating Don Canoodle. Tony Guerrier uh, fought Mr. Fuji to a time limit draw. Salvatore Belomo defeated Iron Mike Sharp. Ivan Putski defeated Samula. WF Tag Team Champions the Wild Samoans defeat the Invaders. Rocky Johnson defeats Ivan Koloff. Andre the Giants defeats Big John Studd in a steel cage match. WF Champion Bob Buckland defeats Sergeant Slaughter in a Texas Death Match. On the 14th of July, Winnipeg, Canada... Vern Gagne comes back at retirement to a team with Mad Dog for Sean and defeat the AWA Tag Team Champions Ken Patera and Jerry Blackwell in a no in a non-title match. Also on the show, Wahoo McDaniel and Baron Von Rasky defeat Blackjack Lanza and Bobby Heenan. Greg Gagne defeated Sheik Adnan. Mr. Sayito defeated Book Zumhoff. Rick Martel battled Bill White to a draw. David Schultz defeats Brad Ringens. Also on the 14th, Glens Falls New York Civic Center holds a WF show. 7,000 are in attendance and they watch Salvatore Belomo defeating Chico Rodriguez. The Invaders defeating Sal Belomo and Sweet Hansen. Rocky Johnson defeating Ivan Koloff. Andre the Giant and Big John Studd fought to a double countout. WWF champion Bob Backlund defeats George Steele. On the 15th of July, George Steele defeats Bob Backlund by disqualification in Portland, Maine. Portland, Maine? Is that Maine? Emmy? Emmy's Maine? Yeah. Uh, AWA holds a show also on the 15th in Denver, Colorado. Wahoo McDaniel defeats Bobby Jagers. Rick Martel defeats David Schultz. Mr. Sayito defeats Bookzumhoff. Brad Rangans beats Bill White. Wahoo McDaniel defeats Bobby Heenan in a lumberjack match. Greg Gagne def- and Jim Bronzel defeat Tully Blanchard and Bob Jagers. In St. Louis, Missouri, Ric Flair wins the NWA Missouri title in a tournament, defeating Bob Brown, George Wells, Butch Reed and David Von Erich. Also on the show, Hulk Hogan fought Jerry Blackwell to a no contest. And then on this day, on the 16th, uh, Mid-South Wrestling holds a show in the Superdome in New Orleans, Louisiana. 19,000 witness Butch Reed defeating a junkyard dog for the North American title. King Kong Bundy defeats Dusty Rhodes in a tape fist match. Jim Duggan defeats Ted DiBiase in a lights out match. Iceman King Parsons defeats Buddy Roberts. Mr. Wrestling 2 defeats Larry Zabisco. Tommy Rich defeats Kamala. Magnum TA defeats Buzz Sawyer by disqualification. Mel Mascaris and Tim Horner defeat Mr. Olympia and Boris Zukov, George Weingraf defeated Art Cruz, Johnny Rich defeats Rip Rogers. And then finally, 
WWF holds a show in the Philadelphia Spectrum. 10,000 people witness a televised event on the Prism Network. Swede Hansen defeats Jeff Craney. Iron Mike Sharp defeats Tony Guerrero. Tito Santana defeats Don Canoodle. WWF Intercontinental Champion Don Morocco defeats Jimmy Snooker via disqualification. Sergeant Slaughter defeats SD Jones. WWF Champion Bob Backlund defeats Jim George Steele. The Invaders defeat Mr. Fuji and Frank Williams. Ivan Koloff defeats Salvatore Bolomo, and then these following matches air on the September the 9th All-American Wrestling. Andre the Giant, Ivan Putski, Chief Dace Jungbo, and Rocky Johnson defeat Big John Studd, the Wild Samoans, and Samula. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is that. So without further ado, let's head back down to ringside and witness what happens on the July the 16th show. Please enjoy... We'll be ready to go with our next match here with the Giant Rebel coming up in just a moment. Jimmy Hart. Leading out Big Mask Assassins. World Tag Champions. Oh, look at this. Oh, that's this big, the greatest Jimmy. day of my life, but every day's a great life for Jimmy Hart. You know, look at this trophy here. Can you get a close-up of this trophy, baby? The World Tag Team Championship Trophy, CWA, baby. You know what? You know, I've managed a lot of great wrestlers, and Jimmy Hart's four years of professional wrestling. Am I right or wrong, Russell? You've managed you know, a lot of wrestlers. But there's only one thing that's been able to sweat me. Y'all shut up so you can listen to me talk. Now shut up over there. But, you know, the one thing that's always eluded me, sure, when Nick Botwinkle, the world champion, came in, I did represent him. I did a great job, if I may say so myself. Sure when Ric Flair came in, I represented Ric Flair. But this today is my opportunity, I hope before the show is over, Will, to sign the World Tag Team Champions to a contract, the greatest team in the history of professional wrestling, the Assassin, the World Tag Team Champions. I'm just excited as I can be. Come on, Assassin. Come on, baby. Okay, Jimmy Hart with uh, brand new talent. Takes that huge trophy and those rather large mask assassins out of here as uh, Jimmy wanted to impress them by his ability to have them right now on television so he can get them under contract. time limit introducing a 215 pounds from memphis tennessee ken raper and from mississippi seven feet tall 420 pounds the giant rebel this match one fall 10 minute time limit jerry calhoun the referee Ken Raper versus the Giant Rebel, and Giant Rebel attacks Ken Raper from behind. Ken Raper, white singlet, white boots, the Giant Rebel, grey singlet, black boots. It is a bald Uncle Elmer. So we're not going to see any finesse here out of the Giant Rebel. 
is uh, probably about 102 here. Picks up Ken Raper, slams him down. Trying to picks him back up again. Oh, slams him down horrifically. And then off the ropes, drops a leg. Giant Rebel back up. Is he going to go for another one? Pulling up his britches. And... Oh, drops another leg. And then up again. Holy moly. Giant Rebel here is uh, putting on a masterclass. And... Third leg. Oh, that one... Uh, look like that hurt. Giant Rebel's back up again. What the fuck's going on here? Going for another one. Oh, four leg drops. Goes for the cover. Un, dos, tres. Your winner, the Giant Rebel. Well, it didn't take the Rebel long. He jumped in as he was getting rid of his jacket. And went right to work on him. Just drop of that leg four straight times. And Ken Raper not able to uh, react at all. Finally... The Rebel just dived on top of him in a minute 11 seconds. It's all over. The Giant Rebel has the win. When that 400 plus pounds lands on you, man, there's no way to squirm out from under that. So the win goes to the Giant Rebel, and we've got more action coming up. We'll be back He's 46 here. It looks about 106. Ridiculous. And it's still two more years until he goes to the WDF. Bobby Eaton and Stagger Lee have gotten along pretty well together as a team. That's right, Stagger Lee's not here today, but I'm going to speak on behalf of him and myself. And I want to say something. I did get myself disqualified last week by going after that slimy, slimy snake, Jimmy Hart. He's always sticking his nose at Lance. But this time, when we meet again, Lance, it's going to be a no time limit, no disqualification. That means if I want to bring a chair in the ring, if I want to go out there and get to fail, right. get old lady's purse, anything I want to do, I can bring in the ring, Jimmy Hart, and I can go after your moon dogs. Because, like I said, I did get myself disqualified That's because of messing with you. But this week, it don't matter. And I think, Lance, he's forgotten the past four or five years. Who taught him how to be dirty? Who taught him how to get down? Who taught him how to do all the cheating things that he does? It was myself, beautiful Bobby Eaton. So, Jimmy Hart, you think I've been dragging my feet. You think I've been doing all these things. I can't hold my end up. Well, you're right. I'm going to drag my feet, but I'm going to drag them right across your face because I'm going to go through the moon dogs. And when I get through the moon dogs, it's going to be in you and me, Jimmy Hart, eye to eye. And I'm going to show you how much I've been dragging my feet. Okay, Bobby Eaton, he'd like to get a hold of Jimmy, I'm sure of that. We're going to take time out. We'll be back in just a moment. Grapplers in action in just a moment. Don't forget, we got an eight-man uh, match coming up a little bit later. Uh, in which on one side we'll have the fabulous ones in the Rock and Roll Express. Here are the grapplers. They'll be in the ring in just a moment. They've got the uh, trophies that belong to the fabulous ones. Now, wait a minute, Lance. It says Tag Team of the Year. You're looking at the Tag Team of the Year right here. These are our trophies. They belong to us, and we're going to keep them. There's nobody going to take them away from us. But, you know, there's something else that belongs to us. That's called the Southern Tag Team Titles. 
The fabulous ones you know and everybody else knows. The last time we wrestled you, you just took it upon yourself. It was a signed match. Tag team titles on the line. You took it upon yourself just to take the titles back to the dressing room and say, no, this is not a title match. Who made them a promoter? Where's Eddie Marley? He ought to have his license snatched. Well, I want to tell you something. We took you in the ring and beat you fair and square. That's the reason you didn't have enough guts to put the titles on the line. Well, I told you a long time ago, just because you can bleach that hair and wear those fancy clothes and have all these people cheering for you, it don't mean nothing. It don't make you tough. It don't make you a champion. This time, it's bonded, brother. You have to show up. You have to have the titles on the line. And there's got to be a winner. And you're looking at it right here, the new Southern Tag Team Champions. And I'll tell you something else. Nobody, and I mean nobody, puts their hands on our mask, brother. This is our trademark in the sport of professional wrestling. We're the tag team of the year, the greatest team you've ever seen. And I promise you one thing, somebody's going to pay for touching this man's mask or my mask. And very soon, brother, you're going to see the towels around our waist. Let's show them what the tag team of the year is made of, brother. We'll take a look at them right now. The grapplers heading up to the ring. And before they get in the ring, we're going to talk to the fans in the Rock and Roll Express. Here they come, Rick and Robert, the Rock and Roll Express. Gentlemen, how you doing, fellas? Well, you got a uh, big match coming up uh, with the Assassins in the office. Yeah, last Wilson, uh, they got the World Tag Team titles against the Assassins. And, you know, the Assassins are big and they're bad, but they can be had. And he looked up the new World Tag Team champions, Rick Morton and myself, the Rock and Roll Express. Yeah, I think a lot of people would love to see that. <laughs> All right, Lance, I'd like to thank everybody for the great support you gave us. I know that to us it's a big opportunity because the Assassins that come in here will get the first chance for that world title what they were going to do. We hope when that match is over, me and Robert's going to come out with our hands in the air. And we have all you people right here behind us. Thank you very much, brother. Okay, good luck to you, Rick and Robert, the Rock and Roll Express. They look like they're fired up and ready to go for action right here today. They're not going to be by themselves up there in the ring. They're going to have as their partners the fabulous ones who will uh, be teaming with them today in an eight-man tag match. Fab's coming down to the ring, shaking hands, kissing babies. Wearing the tag team gold. The I've just looked, the assassins here are, uh, hold on, where are they? Fuck's sakes. I've just looked, and they are Don Bass and Roger Smith. They are not the, um, they're not the, um, Judy Hamilton version. To step up here and talk to them just a moment, hey Steve. Well, you know, I've heard all the little comments that the grapplers had to say while they're out here. You know, the grapplers have got a lot of guts. They come out and they take something when nobody's around. Stan and myself were in Florida last Saturday, and apparently we missed getting presented with a really nice trophy. Well, I want to say this to all the fans out there: we owe a great thanks because if they elected us the tag team of the year in their eyes. Now we are the Southern Heavyweight Champions at the present time and a lot of people are going to say well those belts mean more than them to them than them trophies well i'll say this if it wasn't for those people that elected us the tag team champions of the year we would have never got these belts and we would have never got those trophies so those trophies mean just as much to us and as for that grappler that comes out here i don't know about the other dummy he can't seem to open his mouth but as for the one that's big and bad from texas and stands here and shoots his mouth off i'm going to tell him this if you got the guts, and if you're as bad as you say you are and act, then all you have to do is come, bring that trophy, and show up. 
because it, you'll get your Southern title match, and it's going to be one of the toughest matches you've had in your life. And you're, you're out here running your mouth telling everybody how bad you are. Just show up, because I think you've got a yellow streak that runs up your back and all the way to Texas, and I plan on giving you the wrestling lesson of your life. So you start, and I'll be the one on the other side. All right. Sound like a pretty positive statement from Steve. You Stan. know, I knew from the first time I laid my eyes on those two guys that I didn't like them. I looked at them, I said, they, they're wearing masks for some reason, right? And I don't know what they wear them for, if they're just ugly or if they got terminal acne or what, Lance. But then I figured out why they wear those masks, because they're common thieves. They're like some guy goes into a bank and wants to hide their identity. I don't know where it all started for them. They're thieving ways. They probably start out stealing bubble gum in a 7-Eleven or something. I don't know where it started, but I know where it's going to end. It's going to end right here, because you don't, you don't steal what belongs to the fabulous ones, Lance. And they came out of here, like Steve said, and took our trophies that belonged yep. to us. Well, they don't want to put the trophies up. Last time, we didn't want to put the belts up, but next time, we will. Next time, we meet the belts on the line. And let me just say this. Call up whoever makes these ugly little masks for you. Call up your seamstress or whatever, and tell them to crank the sewing machine up, because every time you get in the ring with the fabulous ones, these masks are going to come off. Okay, Stan and Steve. Let's go to Dave. Now we're Jimmy Hart. Really so now we have that. We are now seeing footage of uh, Andy Coffin versus Jimmy Hart. Tommy Marlin's a referee. They're bringing out the uh, legends here. These two guys are uh, choking each other, pulling hair. Oh, sweet daddy O now coming and attacking Andy Kaufman. This is a check. This is the check that I was offering to anyone who could put Jerry Lawler in the hospital. It's for ten thousand dollars. This is what I was going to offer any wrestler that could put Jerry Lawler in the hospital is going to get $10,000. I am offering this check to Jerry Lawler if he will come out here and say that he will be my partner in a match against Jimmy Hart. Uh, with all the things that you've said and tried to do to Lawler, I can't really think that you think he's going to go up and be your partner in the ring. That's past history. I said I learned my lesson. I was wrong. Here's the king. Let's get out front here. Jerry, I, I, I assume you heard the conversation back here. You know, I've seen I've seen so much of I've seen so much from Andy Kaufman on television, just like everybody else has, that uh, this is a little hard to swallow, if if I might, you know, if I might just uh, be quite frank with you. Yeah, yeah come on, on in, in here. He's not gonna You're right. Uh, Mr. Lawler, Jerry, whatever, uh, you're right. I've learned a lesson. I, I admit that I was wrong all this time. I'm sorry for, for everything that I've done. I just want a chance to get it the heart without one of his goons coming out and getting on me. I want a chance to get him one-to-one. -one. I know that with you in my corner, that won't happen. You'll be able to stop whoever he has. I want a chance. Now, I, I hate heart, okay? And I think you hate heart, too. Now, why? I, I want to just get a chance to, to, to do what I can to heart. Now, that all, that all sounds real good, but I also remember seeing you on television right here on this show saying i hate lawler and me 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 and all of this stuff what is that right remember that was only just talk i was just running off at the mouth i've been very obnoxious and i'm sorry if you'd please be in my corner i will gladly pay you this ten thousand dollars let me just say this let me make a little proposition to you i'll be your partner against hart and whoever he brings if you'll agree that this that match will be the last time you step in a wrestling ring uh-huh, yes. I'll agree to that. <laughs> you 
heard the proposition now, you won't wrestle, not just here, anywhere. I will do anything to get you in my corner against Hart so I can beat Hart without any interference. He promises never to wrestle again. That's enough for me. You keep your money. I'll go down to the ring with you. Can you add that? Can you get it? We'll get Eddie Marlin. You add the match. Okay, we'll take okay? a break here. So, ladies and gentlemen, that was the 16th of July. So that was a, that was a quick one. It's sort of very promo heavy there, but it's, uh, it's all the footage we have. So let's have a quick look again one last time around the rest of the wrestling world. On the 17th of July, 1983, Georgia Championship Wrestling holds a show at the Omni in Atlanta, Georgia. Ronnie Garvin defeats the Iron Sheik to win the NWA National Television title in a no-time-limit match. In a lights-out match, Mr. Wrestling 2 defeats Larry Zabisco by disqualification. Mr. Wrestling 2 defeats Killer Tim Brooks. In a Texas death match, Buzz Sawyer defeats Tommy Rich. Pez Watley defeats Larry Zabisco. The Road Warriors defeat Steve-O and Terry Taylor. Arn Anderson and Rick Rude defeat Carl Fergie and Norman Frederick Charles III. Bill Irwin defeats Joe Lightfoot. Brett Wayne defeats Pat Rose. Also on the 17th in Orlando, Florida, WF champion Bob Backlund defeats Ron Bass by disqualification. On the 18th here in Memphis, 6,790 pack out the Mid-South Coliseum and they witness Tom Pritchard drawing with Duke Myers, the Jaguar defeating the Galaxian. The Giant Rebel won an elimination match. Also in the match were Don Anderson, Tommy Gilbert, Spike Huber, Man Mountain Link, Mad Dog, Duke Myers, Sweet Daddy-O, Tom Pritchard and Ken Timms. Dutch Mantel defeats Frankie Lane to win the Mid-America title. The CWA Tag Team Champions, the Assassins. Defeat the Rock and Roll Express. The Moondogs defeat Bobby Eaton and Stagger Lee in a no disqualification match. The Southern Tag Team Champions, the Grapplers, defeat the Fabulous Ones via disqualification. Jerry Lawler and Austin Idol defeat Porkchop Cash and Dream Machine. And Jerry Lawler and Andy Kaufman defeat Assassin One and Jimmy Hart by disqualification. Also on the day, on the 18th, West Palm Beach, Florida, WF champion Bob Backlund defeats Bobby Duncombe. On the 19th of July, Joe LaDuke defeats Scott McGee to win the TV title in Tampa, Florida for the... Oh, sorry. Joe LaDuke defeats Scott McGee on TV in Tampa, Florida for the Florida title. Also, WF champion Bob Backlund defeats Ron Bass by disqualification. On the 20th in Miami Beach, Florida, the Convention Center, 5,543. C. Blackjack Mulligan and Angela Mosca defeated Kevin Sullivan and Purple Hayes. WF champion Bob Backlund defeats Ron Bass. Barry Windham and the Fabulous Mueller defeat Adrian Street and Miss Linda. Elijah Akeem defeats Mike Graham. Scott McGee defeats Bobby Duncombe. Les Thornton and Angela Musker Jr. defeat Ox Baker and Shotgun Willie. On the 22nd of July in Richmond, Virginia, in the Coliseum, Jimmy Valiant defeats One Man Gang and Sir Over Humperdinck in a handicapped hair versus hair loser leaves town steel cage match. Crikey. Also on the show, w- uh, NWA World Champion Harley Race defeats Ric Flair by disqualification. 22nd, also Pittsburgh, PA, Civic Center, Civic Arena, 14,000, witnessed the WWF show of Don Canoodle pinning Johnny DeFazio, Tito Santana pinning Mr. Fuji, Bill Dixon defeating Bill Berger, Andre the Giant defeating Big John Studden in a body slam match, Chief J Strongbow defeating Baron Mikel Sakluna, WF Intercontinental Champion Don Morocco fighting Jimmy Snooker to a double disqualification, Sergeant Slaughter defeating Tony Guerrero, WF Champion Bob Backlund pinning George Steele. 
And then, finally on this day, on the 23rd of July, WF holds a show in the Capitol Centre, Landover, Maryland. 19,800 witness a televised event for the, on the USA Network. Bob Bradley defeating Steve King. Geoff Craney defeating Jack Carson. Pete Sanchez defeating Israel Matia. Sweet Hansen defeating Tony Cologne. George Steele defeating Salvatore Belomo. Rocky Johnson pinning Mr. Fuji. Don Morocco fighting Jimmy Snooker to a double disqualification. Andre the Giant defeated Big John Studd in a steel cage match by escaping through the door after a body slam. This match was not aired on USA Network. Instead, they witness the Samoans versus Andre the Giant and Dusty Rhodes and Ivan Putski from July of 1983. The cage match would later air on the MSG show a week later. And then finally, on this day, on the 23rd of July, Jim Crockett Promotions holds a show in the Charlotte Coliseum. 5,313 witness Rene Goulet defeating John Bonella. Is that the referee, John Bonella? That's referee John Bonella. Holy shit. He wrestled, he wrestled um, referees at WrestleMania 3. Uh, Vinnie Valentino defeating Golden Boy Jerry Gray. Dick Slater and Jake Roberts defeat Johnny Weaver and Bret Hart. That's Barry Horwitz. Mid-Atlantic champion Don... Uh, Dory Funk Jr. defeats Rufus R. Jones. NWA United States champion Greg Valentine defeats Roddy Piper. Jimmy Valiant and Bob Orton Jr. defeat Great Kabuki and Gary Hart in a steel cage match. And Ric Flair defeated the NWA world champion Harley Race via disqualification. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let's see what we've got on this episode on the 23rd of July, 1983. Please enjoy... Uh, Buddy Landell who will be in here we haven't seen Buddy in some time and we'll be looking uh, as well for the fabulous ones that we're going to get a chance to talk to well maybe we're not okay uh, I was under the impression we were well we'll have to do this I guess we'll just have to get it on right here and now nah, here they come now Well, I thought they were coming out now. <laughs> maybe if we play their music, maybe we can get them out here. making their appearance around the ring here saying hi to everybody we'll have them over here in a few minutes and uh, get a chance to get in some conversation with the fans who retain those southern tag championship belts and of course the grapplers have been making a uh, serious challenge on it Steve, the fabulous ones, in with us today. Can we get them over here? Stanley. Steve. All right, we were just remarking that you guys have had some serious challenge out of the grapplers, but you're still hanging on to those southern tag belts, uh, Steve. Well, you know, Lance, I'd just like to say this. You know, since the grapplers have been in the area, we've got to give credit where credit's due. They faced a lot of teams, and they've knocked a lot of teams off. And what the whole thing is all about is working up to the Southern Tag Team Championships, which are in stand in my possession right now. But this other little thing about running around with the trophies that the fans presented to us and setting them down and either taking them back to the dressing room before the match starts yep. or just teasing us with them, 
I think that if they sat down and just thought it over a little bit and realized what it's all about, that these two men would be men enough to come right back out here and hand us them trophies and take them and take the opportunity for title shots that they're really looking for. The whole idea, I think, of taking the trophies was to get our attention. Well, our attention has been gotten, and we realize that you men are there, and we realize your credibility. All we're asking is you bring out the trophies. A lot of people have been wondering why we haven't tried to jump you for the trophies or come out here and attack for the trophies. It's because we don't want to see them destroyed. We realize the fans gave us those trophies as a popularity contest. It does not mean that we are the champions of anything. All it means is in the fans' eyes, we were voted the, voted the best tag team, and we'd appreciate the trophies back. And, and all we can ask... Thank you. Honestly, honestly, all we can ask is for those two men to straighten up, see where they've made their mistake, come right out here, set the trophies down. If they don't want to get anywhere near us or get into any contact, that's fine with us. Just set the trophies down. We'd like the trophies back, and we're asking, please. That's all we can do. Well, Steve, I think you make a very valid point in there. It's the belt you wear around your waist that says you're the Southern Tag Champs that says we're the better tag team. Uh, the trophies don't mean a lot to you personally, I would think. I'm not sure what's going on because the, at the minute the Grapplers are the tag team champions. We read we read those results a little, a little while ago, so I'm not entirely sure why they keep going. I know they've got the trophies, but I don't know what's going on. problem or nothing. Steve and I'll back off. Just bring the trophies out and leave them right here. It's a reasonable request in there, and they have approached the Grapplers on a man-to-man basis of bringing the trophies out here. Uh, they made the explanation that it uh, was a popularity thing with the fans, and uh, I don't see him rushing out here uh, to come to the studio, uh, well, Steve. They just, they just wrestled a match. Give them a little time, Lance. We're not in any big hurry. We'll stand out here and kill a little of your time, as a matter of okay. fact. Okay. We'll ask uh, Dave about the weather if we have to or something, just to keep busy. But I'm sure that they're watching the monitor, and I'm sure if they listen to a little reason, they'll come walking right out here and put the trophies down and just accept the title match. And they have your assurance that there will be no uh, jumping of anything out no, here no, today? No, no, no problem, Lance. There's a lot of kids here today. Steve and I will back right up there. We'll back off. They can just walk right out here from the back room, put the trophies down, and walk right out. We'll give them a title shot. All we're asking for are the trophies. Just, just that simple. Uh, you can't make it any more reasonable or any plainer than that, and... The only thing we could ask for is uh, for the grad. They're not coming up. Well, it looks like the invitation fell on deaf ears. Um, I think we're going to have to get it on, Steve. I hate to let it end on that note, but it looks like that's the note they've chosen to do. Just turn down a perfectly reasonable uh, request of them. Well, uh, maybe I was just wrong, Lance. We just thought this yeah. was a way to do it, but apparently we're not. So I, I'm afraid we're we gonna... wasted your time and the people's time. <laughs> okay. Just good to Always good to see the fans <laughs> out here. Sorry about that. Thanks for coming out and chatting with us, and in and, and all dead seriousness, a reasonable, absolutely reasonable request. The fabulous one, Stan and Steve, and the grapplers didn't choose it. We're going to have to take a break right now, though. We'll be back to action in a moment. going to be looking uh, at a returning face, Buddy Landell out of Florida. Buddy was here some time ago, uh, has not been around for quite some time, and he's coming up in a single match. Well, uh, 
We couldn't wait any longer. They had made a reasonable approach to it, and we couldn't wait any longer, but I see you're out here with the trophies now. You know, Lance, I stood back there, and I listened to what they were saying out here. And um, I have to say, I've been all over the country, and I heard a lot of people talk and get out here and, and rap a lot of gaga, but, you know, it meant something to me because these guys are exactly right. The most important thing is not these trophies. It's that Southern Tag Team Championship belt they wear around their waist. Now, I appreciate the fact that the people gave the fabulous ones these trophies because that's the popular team, they think, around this area. And I appreciate the fact that uh, they're proud that Jackie Fargo put them together and give them the name, the fabulous ones. And um, all these people cheer for them and pat them on the back, and they like that. And I have to admit they're good athletes and good competitors, and they're, and they're real tough in the ring. I, I'll give them that credit because any man that puts a pair of boots on a pair of tights, I've said it a thousand times. They've got to be tough to step in a ring in this area. But, you know, we're so proud of the fact that we're the greatest athletes and the greatest team walking today around this country. And we can't help it because we've been all over the world. We wrestle. In every place we've ever been, we've been number one. I've told you people a hundred times, they got a name for you. We're the greatest team in the sport of professional wrestling today. It's not the fabulous ones. It's the grapplers. We got the speed. We got the agility. We got the skill. We got the ability to win no matter what situation arises or whatever might happen. Now, if these trophies mean that much to you, I know that this means that people say that you're the most popular team. It has nothing to do with the standings as far as the Wrestle Alliance or anything or Miss South Promotion, but I'll tell you something. If these trophies mean that much to you, well, what we'll do is let you have them back. I think that surprises me, but I will have to say that I think you're being very reasonable about it. Well, I thought it over and I understand. So, fabulous ones, if you want your trophy, come on out here and you can have it. You can take it, and you can take it home with you. Peace by peace, Daddy. Oh, now that's more in keeping with what we figured you could Grapplers smashing the shit out of those trophies. Fantastics come out. Look, fantastics. The fabs come out. Spoiler alert, brother. That's it. Grapplers are running off. Steve and Stan look like someone's shot their puppy and shot in their cornflakes. After making an agreement that what the fabulous one said was an absolutely reasonable thing, and then they come out and do something like that. Uh, there are just some people that there is no way that you can reason with or anything else. I'm well, sorry, that's, that's real cute. Real cute, guys, huh? We didn't get a chance to read these things, even look at them or hold them. I guess, I guess we're holding them right now, though, aren't we? Let me tell you something. You said you want to come out here and get these trophies piece by piece. Well, there's going to be something else that's going to be piece by piece, and that's your hide, guys. Let me tell you something. We're going to come out here and wrestle. We're going to do whatever it takes, sportsmanlike. But you just ask any man, woman, or child in this studio else, the fabulous ones can get down when they have to. It might be a two-by-four, it might be whatever. It might be these fists, but we don't like what you did. I want to apologize to all the fans who voted for us. And I'm just... Okay, well, I can certainly understand it. And, uh, uh, Steve, we're sorry that it worked out that way. You did your dead-level best to, to make... Uh, to bring it about in a reasonable manner, and this is the kind of attitude that they took, and I'm sorry. Well, Lance, let me just say, you know, we came out here earlier, and we made a lot of nice comments about the grapplers. We put them over, told the people how they'd earned their position, how they'd earned their title shots. Well, I'm going to tell you grapplers something. You come as rejects from Texas, getting beat, stopped, 
kicked around and you come to Tennessee in this area and you think you're going to push the fabulous ones around, you come to do something that you made a big mistake. You come and you got in our cloud and I'm going to tell you something. We're going to be out there every night, every night, any opportunity you want, you step in the ring with the fabulous ones and I'm going to be carrying one of these pieces right here and I'm going to use it as a hood ornament. And one of you is going to be wearing this every time we step in the ring. I'm going to tell you something. You talk about how bad you are. I think you're nothing. I think you're a couple of chumps. I think you're just wimps. There's every kid in this arena right now is carrying a sign that says wimps. And I know who the wimps are. Because if there ain't a man of bone in your body, all it is is a big yellow streak up your back. You took these trophies when we weren't around. And you waited till we weren't around to break them. We'll be around if you don't believe it, you just ask the moon dogs. They'll tell you all about the fabulous ones. The grapplers uh, are really showing what we consider to be their true colors all along with an opportunity to get in and make a decent gesture out of it. They have to come and tear up something like that, which does nothing to, to further the fact that they do not have any kind of a uh, reputation as far as being reasonable men that they're going to be able to sustain anyway. We're ready of a competition that took place when uh, Cowboy Frankie Lane defended his Mid-America heavyweight title against Dutch Mantel. Now, you know the Dutchman and his uh, attitude about it. You know uh, Cowboy Frankie Lane is handling an awful lot of tough wrestlers himself. Let's take a look at some of the action that uh, takes place. So I've seen footage from the Midsafe Coliseum. Dutch Mantel versus Cowboy Frankie Lane. Frankie Lane, uh, red trunks, cowboy boots. Going to be against Dutch Mantel, black singlet, black boots. Frankie Lane, managed by Bambi Star. She was she's at ringside. She was attacking Dutch Mantel over the second rope. She's got a whip in hand. Cowboy Frankie Lane now pummeling on Dutch Mantel in the corner. Oh no, clips now. Irish by oh, kicked by Dutch. Frankie Lane in trouble. He's down, he's down, he's down. Dutch Mantel drops the straps. Points at Bambi Star. She's got Miss Betsy in the. Is it Miss Betsy? I don't know what the hell it's called. Big right hand by Dutch. Oh, right to the gut. To the head of Frankie Lane. Frankie Lane blocks. Right hand by Lane. Dutch. Lane. Dutch. Oh, right in the eyes by Dutch. Randy Hales on the call here. Couple of boots by Dutch. Irish up now by Frankie. Oh, Dutch. Oh, lovely clothesline there by Dutch. Both men down. Paul Morton counting the uh, four or counting the the standing ten count. Dutch one, two, three. It's over. Frankie Lane, oh, smashes the uh, Mid-America title over the back of Dutch Mantel. Dutch Mantel is the winner and has regained that title. Frankie Lane now showing off with the belt. Oh, oh. Dutch Mantel comes in with that cowboy whip and whips away Frankie Lane, whips away Miss Bambi Star. Bambi Star now goes back into the ring. Much to the uh, under the uh, instruction of Frankie Lane. Oh, Dutch Mantel doesn't give a fuck. He's whipping anything, especially this young lady. Holy moly! 
Frankie's now thrown a chair now in the ring. I think Frankie Lane's got a whip as well. The battle of the uh, cowboy whips. Well, Dutch, congratulations. You got the belt. Let me ask these people. Hey, do any of you people like Frankie Lane out here? Okay, that makes about two or three of us out here. Now, let me tell you one thing, Frankie. I'm the Mid-American Champion. It's been a long, hard ride for me, and I've been up the high road, and I've been down the low road, but I'm planning to stay on the high road this time. Now, Frankie, the last time I went in the ring with you, buddy, I had to go out with one purpose in mind, and that's to beat you. But since I'm the Mid-American Champion, I don't have to really worry about beating you so much as I have to worry about beating your face right under that mat. And if you bring that Bambi, that little bitty young girl you bring with you, you bring her around, I'm going to lace her one more time. Hey, I'm not above hitting a woman, and I will knock her lights out. Frankie, you bring everything you got, and you bring everything that you I do apologize for the comments there. These are uh, 40-year-old comments, so uh, things were a little different back then. All you can bring, buddy, and bring Bambi with you, because she just might taste this. You're going to taste it. She's going to taste it. Thank you, Lance. I okay, Dutch Wills. Thanks for being out here, partner. Dutchman telling it just like it is, as he always does. We're going to take time. I'll be back in a moment. I want to uh, say I think most of you understand the differences that Kaufman and Lawler had. What is more stunning is that I think most of you agree with me. bed right now, aren't you? You're sitting there and you're suffering. Your neck is in traction. I promised you a year ago that I would get even with you. I promise. It took brains, not brawn. It took brains. The two greatest brains in professional wrestling and the two greatest brawn in professional wrestling. Jimmy, you told me the Assassins were the greatest tag team. You were right. We did it. We all did it ourselves. I was instrumental and putting you in a pile driver, Jerry Lawler. And now, you see, I was not lying. Oh, and now I would like to give something to the assassins. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a check for $10,000. Going for putting Jerry Lawler in the hospital. This goes to the assassins. Thank you, well, I'll tell you one thing, I cannot imagine how in the world you ever conned him into going you know, into your park. Let me tell you something, Jerry Lawler, Jerry Lawler, you were talking about how stupid I was last week. You fans and Jerry Lawler, you're a lot stupider than I thought. You believe me? When I started talking about, oh, I was just playing like a bad guy. I was going to be a good guy. And you were stupid enough to believe that. Jerry Lawler, you're the stupid one. And I got the last laugh. And you fans, you fans, you bunch of mayhem idiots. You mayhem idiots. You're so stupid. They are stupid. Hey, Jimmy. <laughs> you know, I'm from Hollywood. You should be from Hollywood, too. How could you stand it down here? The mentality, the mentality is so low. You're right. It is low. It is low, baby. It is low. You're so stupid, you people. You're so stupid. Well, I'll tell you 
one thing. It isn't all the way Andy Kaufman and Jimmy Hart said it. We Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. We pile dried them. And another thing, I am, I am the new king of wrestling. There's going to be some... There's going to be some changes made around here. Changes, baby. Changes. I'm going to... You people are the dumbest. Lance, this section of the country is the filthiest. I think these people, they live like pigs. They don't know how to act. I am going to teach them some lessons in manners, etiquette, and hygiene, Lance. And there's going to be some changes made around here. The assassin. We've seen footage of Andy Kaufman, Jay Lawler going against the assassin and Jimmy Hart. Assassin uh, black, all in one, yellow mask. Jerry Lawler, red singlet, white boots. Andy Kaufman's on the outside on the apron. Says tag match. Time to up now. Andy Kaufman just walks into the ring. Turns Jerry Lawler, turn, turn around. Oh, throws powder in his eyes, throws powder in his eyes. Jimmy Hart runs into the arms of Andy Kaufman while the assassin annihilates Jerry Lawler. Crowd are pissed. Crowd are standing up. You can hear the fucking, you can hear a pen drop. Pen drop? Penny drop? Banana? Whatever, something's dropped. Both assassins now in the ring attacking Lawler. Pulling on his arms, stomping on his neck. Pushing Jerry Calhoun down. Assassins have got Lawler in. Oh, spike pile driver on Jerry Lawler. Andy Kaufman, Jimmy Hart, very happy with what's happened here. As we saw in the promo or heard in the promo before, Andy Kaufman gives the ten thousand dollars to the assassins for taking out Jerry Lawler. And again, spike pile driver. Crowd is definitely there is a stunned, stunned, stunned silence. And Idol grabs a chair. That'll clear things out. Yeah, well, you saw exactly what happened. They had a hand on each of the uh, legs up there, and that's about the extent of how Andy Kaufman slammed and piled right Jerry Lawler. I know it didn't make Jerry feel any better, but it brings out exactly the truth of the matter of what happened. And to prove to you that he's not laying up in a hospital anywhere, here he is right now, Jerry to King Lawler. You know, to see Kaufman out here with a crown on, first of all, is, is sickening. Now, I'm sure, I'm sure that uh, Kaufman and Hart and the assassins are in the back somewhere, seeing me here with this neck brace on after the pile drivers. Now, I'm sure that they're they're laughing right now because you see this is what this is what Kaufman has wanted to see for over a year now so Kaufman you take a good look I want you to look at it real hard and Hart I want to borrow a little statement that you use all the time it's he who laughs last laughs best because I want to tell you something I am not I am not a stinking little pencil neck wimp like you and Jimmy Hart and Andy Kaufman. You see, it takes more than a couple of bums like the assassin to put me in the hospital. 
I want you to roll a little piece of film. Wait a minute, I want to I wanna tell you something, Hart. I want you to take a good look at this piece of film. Roll it right now. I want you to take a look at this. There's been a lot of men come through here, brother, and they've done a lot of things to the king. There's been men bigger, as you can see right here. Bigger and a lot better than your stinking... You see footage of uh, Crusher Blackwell, Kendo Nagasaki, Terry Funk, Jimmy Valiant, Joe LaDuke, Seen a lot of uh, big guys coming in and trying to attack Jerry Lawler. I'm always going to be here. It's going to take more than you, Kaufman, and more than you, Hart, and more than your stinking assassin to do away with the king. Brother, he who laughs last, laughs best, and I promise you, I swear to God, I'm going to have the last laugh on you, bum. And also, uh, Jerry is going to get some admirable help, whatever he can, from uh, Austin Idol. Let's hear what the Idol had to say about it. I'm going to make it crystal clear. I'm going to make it very short and very simple and very plain. I didn't come here for no gaga, Jack. I didn't come here for no jive. I came here to do some butt kicking. Like everywhere I've been, I have done some butt kicking. And like what's going to happen Monday night, I'm going to do some butt kicking. And Jerry Luller is going to be right next to me to aid. So I want you to hype them up. I want you to pump them up. I want you to tell them how great they are. Tell them that they're going to be the world's champion forever. Tell them that they're the greatest team of all time. Tell them that the sun rises and sets in the assassins. Tell them that they're the greatest that's ever walked the face of the earth. Tell them a pack of lies, Jack, because that's what you're going to be feeding them. You know, while all the rest are in the back, laughing and joking, the king and the idol, we're up front cooking and smoking. This ain't no gaga and it ain't no jive. It's a known fact, Jack, that the Earth's surface is covered two-thirds by water, and the other third is covered by the king and the idol. Monday night, Jack, we're going to take it out on you. I'm going to take it out of your hide. Lola's going to take it out of your hide. And if either one of us get our hands on your skinny little neck, we're going to wring it. You're going to be seven foot four. We're going to call you Kareem Abdul Hart by the time we get through stretching your neck, Jack. Monday night. Ain't no jive. From Memphis, Tennessee, Tom Dahl. Uh, no, beg your pardon. We've got, uh, got a substitution in there as, uh, as Mike Mashburn's partner. That's right. Tom Maley was in an earlier match. They are going against at a total of 590 pounds from parts unknown for their manager, Jimmy Hart, the assassin. This match will be one fall, 10-minute time limit, and the referee is Jerry Calhoun. Okay, we're about set and ready to go here. Calhoun says, ring it, here we go. We've got tag team action. The grapplers, sorry, the assassins, against, uh, I'm not entirely sure, I didn't hear Dave said they were. But the assassin now attacking one, apart, one opponent. Whips him, double back elbow with the following assassin. Oh! Drops the knee across the chest. The assassin picks up his opponent. With ease, Gorilla Press. And slams him down. Drops the elbow. There's Craig Carson, I think. Craig Carson, something like that. Oh, forearm smashed by the other assassin. His opponent gets the tag. He is in. The assassin's wearing black singlet. Mike Mashford in here now. Blue singlet, black boots. Oh, Jerry Lawler's now just turned up. 
Jerry Lawler. Ah, oh, throws fire. Jerry Lawler throws fire. Jerry Lawler just threw some fire. Andy Kaufman, holy shit. This is Saturday morning TV and Andy Kaufman just got flamed. Holy shit. Jerry Lawler just put fire in the face of Andy Kaufman and the crowd are going bananas. Holy shit. The assassins are now outside. Jimmy Hart's outside trying to get some uh, medical attention to Andy Kaufman. His face is severely burnt. Holy Christ. Assassins are holding Kaufman down. Lawler came flying in the door, walked deliberately right up. Yeah, tap Kaufman on the back. A 10 count on the Assassins by the referee. The Assassins have just lost the match. Are going to be the winners of the match. A stunning win in that respect. David Johnson and Mike Mashburn getting a win when the Assassins are down with Kaufman on the floor. Hart went out. Here he comes back now, and Andy Kaufman screaming down there. As the assassins pick him up and head for the door. Well, okay, we'll try to get a report on that. Tell us, gentlemen, that was the 23rd of July. 1983 so we've covered another three weeks here on the show next week we do the same we cover the 30th of july to the 13th of august next week so please do not forget to join us and don't forget if you subscribe on the home on our home the place to be wrestling network you will never miss an episode so please do not forget to uh, follow us on twitter and instagram at memphis cast x twitter x whatever the fuck it's called uh, at memphis cast don't forget tomorrow you'll be able to listen to the sunday afternoon project where we cover wrestlemania 3 and then monday you will be back for the monday night project where we cover the 7th of march 1994 monday night raw we are on the on the road to wrestlemania raw rolls on each and every week over there on the Monday Night Project. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for continued support. It means a lot. Please do not forget to follow us, uh, check us out, share the, spread the word, share the love. If you can, also leave a review on whatever podcast player you listen to. It shows the world that we exist, and uh, it's all good. Um, don't forget to follow Friends of the Show and listen to Friends of the Show, Book in the Territory, Between the Sheets, OVP, uh, Acid Wash Memories, Stick to Wrestling, John McAdam, Greetings from Allentown. You name it, it's out there. If you are a wrestling fan, if you are a wrestling historian, if you like the old school stuff, there is a podcast probably out there for you. So thank you very much to the fine folk of Memphis, Tennessee. Thank you very much to Dave Brown, Lance Russell and Jerry Jarrett. And until next time... Ta-da!